Dear Chicago. Fullerton is next. Doors open on the left at Fullerton. How about Chicago? I could be there. Welcome to Foul Monkeys. This is Adam. Hi, and this is Jerry filling in for Ricky again. Uh, this is, as you probably know, a gay podcast recorded out of both Chicago, Illinois, and also now. Los Angeles, California. Well, well, well. Um, this is episode 929. Um, we are excited to be back. We took a little break. Uh, had a pee. I've got a spin drift. Have you ever had spin drift? I have. Those are delicious. They're so fucking good. Uh, they used to have them in our office. And the one, this one, I'm just going to, just this one person sent out uh like a survey that was like, would anybody be upset if we stopped getting Spindrift? And like, people said no. And I was like, motherfuckers, I know you all like Spindrift as much as I do. Right. They're delicious. So, the grapefruit is amazing. And I really like the yes. cucumber too. This one is the grapefruit. Um, yes. I also have blackberry, which I'm like on the fence. I'm on the fence about blackberry. I really like raspberry lime as well. I'm looking forward to trying pineapple. Mm -hmm. They are pricey. You can get a case at Costco, though, and it is lemon, grapefruit, and raspberry lime. So just a heads up, it's fucking thirst quenching. It is like one carb, maybe? Four carbs. This is four carbs. But it's like 10% juice and sparkling water, and it is just refreshing as shit. So anyway, that's that's what I did on my little break. Ricky has texted me about where I have to uh, send these files and I'm, I'm having to hold it away because I've been doing <laughs> this um, eye research study. Oh, yeah. So it's for these drops so that you don't have to wear reading glasses. So okay. what it does is it constricts the pupil so that you mm -hmm. can see up close. And uh, my roommate's doing it as well. He actually is finished with it. I thought we were going to get to keep the drops, but they were like, oh, no, you have to give them back. So I'm like, well, pfft. you know, what was the point of this? I thought, you know, yeah. I was going to get to keep two bottles. But anyway, hmm. we're having different results. I think he he thinks that he has a little bit stronger of a dose because when he takes oh. it, it makes everything darker because it constricts so much mm -hmm. where I haven't had that problem. And um I, my vision seems to be okay, but my eyes seem to get a little more tired because I'm not wearing my reading glasses. Uh, but it hasn't really affected my long distance vision, which is what I need to wear glasses for. So I still have to wear yeah. glasses. But uh, it's okay. But you know, have that's you why always had to wear glasses? Yes, you met me after I had my eye surgery. I had the PRK where they cut mm -hmm. your eye and then turn the laser on mm -hmm. it. So mm -hmm. when you met me, I wasn't wearing glasses at the time. Uh, but yeah, I've worn a glasses since the eighth grade, oh, but wow. my eyes really haven't gotten that bad. Cause most of the eye doctors are like, you kind of barely need glasses. So yeah, it is yeah. what it is. I had yeah, so glasses. That's what I've been doing. I had glasses in fifth grade and then I kind of grew out of them. It wasn't as like, I barely needed glasses. And so they were like, 
all right, these are kind of like reading glasses for like, to like strengthen your eyes kind of. Mm -hmm. But I have whatever is slightly better than 2020, mm -hmm. 2040, 4020. I don't fucking know. I don't remember. 2010. But yeah, they keep, um, every time I go though, they're like, mm, late 30s, get ready. It's going to start slipping. I'm like, how fucking dare you? Well, that's the thing. The uh, research, the project is for those 40 to 55 because that's when mm -hmm. the uh, reading glasses start to come into effect. And actually, right, when right, I got right, my right. eye surgery, they only corrected one eye because they were like, your left eye, is it the left eye? No, the right eye is, isn't bad, but your left eye is. If we correct both, you'll have to probably wear reading glasses by the time you're 40. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, that's like in five years. And they were like, <laughs> yeah. So... I just corrected one and I think I went 11 years and then I was like, mm -hmm. Ooh, I kind of need glasses now. So, yeah. I mean, I think glasses are cute. I look good in glasses. Sometimes I wear fake glasses yes, because I look it. so cute. That's right. <laughs> I just got um, uh, two new pair of prescription sunglasses because I haven't had sunglasses for a couple of mm -hmm. years since I went over to uh, switched over to glasses, but they were having a really nice sale this summer at Zinni Optical. So I got the mm -hmm. little pride glasses and then I got a pair Those of orange cute. sunglasses, uh, mm -hmm. which are really nice. So it's been nice to be able to wear sunglasses again and be able to see the drive with them. <laughs> I imagine it is nice to be able to see. Yeah. Um, but no, it was cracking me up because I could see you on the Zoom when we were like on our break holding your phone out. And then when you were like, oh, I'm, I was emailing Ricky. I was like, oh, Grandma, no, you were messaging him on Facebook. Same thing. It's not the same thing, it's, baby. It's the, it's the interwebs. It's the same <laughs> thing. Um, I have not caught up on comics, so we can't talk about that, really. No. I, got, I got what's since come out. I almost impulse bought, and this is a very first world problem. And honestly, I would have just put it on my credit card, but I almost impulse bought an iPad just so I could join like Marvel Unlimited. I got an iPad because I said that I would do uh, payments through my phone. Mm -hmm. And so I actually just paid it off as fast as I could in like two mm -hmm. payments because of the stimulus money, thank God. But I use it for, I use my iPad for work, but yeah. also I read comics on it when I'm not doing it and so much better. And I don't have to store them. Yeah, that's the only thing. I I think I'm gonna get rid of some Avengers that I have, and some like random shit. I probably am gonna get rid of my Wonder Woman from the Rebirth mm -hmm. when I subscribed, and some other shit, just because I'm not gonna want to reread those. And I don't know. I get you know I get stupid about variant covers, and I spend too much money. Yeah. You do. I know. You know what? We didn't talk about our music because we had mm. discussed about ABBA that we're having to wait even longer Again. now for the two songs. But now there's five. I know. Oh. So we're going to get five songs. If maybe even more. Who knows what we're going to get out of this from ABBA after this COVID nonsense. I am so excited about it. Oh, I need. Don't you have a story about Agnes's hair? Yes. So um, my friend Oscar, who I work with, he said that uh, he's from Sweden. So oh, wait, before we do. OK, so ABBA is a pop group from the 70s. If any of you young children. Ricky, Ricky 
<laughs> Ricky knows ABBA at least. Ricky definitely knows ABBA. I was I wanted you to I wanted to bring this up because I was talking to Paul Shayetti about uh, the new ABBA songs and we were uh, mm-hmm. talking about how you were going to be uh, joining the show while Ricky takes a break and um, I was like oh Ricky or Jerry has a story about Agnetha's hair I can't remember what it is but I'm going to get him to tell it and he was like oh is it secretly like has it always been CGI and I was like yes the Swedes were like decades ahead in pop music and in computer generated imagery so well i mean sort of it, <laughs> it'll make sense when i tell a story so anyway my friend oscar is from sweden and he you know is they've all been obsessed with abba since the beginning especially agnita so he had a friend that worked at this very famous swedish spa and the friend was there and they were doing there was this wedding and so everybody was there. They were, you know, getting all set up and scrambling. And this helicopter was coming in and it was coming to land. And so all the, <laughs> uh, the spa staff was coming out to greet who it was. They didn't know who it was. And mm-hmm. he said it was like this gay Fantasia fairy tale. Because he <laughs> said the door opened and the woman's head was down. And she looked up and her hair just went everywhere like she was in some movie. And she shook it and it just flowed and it was her. And everybody was like, <laughs> but they were like, it was out some kind of movie. And she's like, and he, his friend said it was like slow motion because she just did it. And then the wind caught it. And it was just like this slow motion movie. And all the gays were just like clutch their pearls and were just like, it's her. And they just had this moment because she was there for the wedding. He was like, his friend, which talks about it to this day, how amazing it was. But Oscar's also the one when he went back home, they, he and his partner went to the ABBA Museum. Mm-hmm. There's this phone at the ABBA Museum. And the what the story is, is sometimes the phone will ring. And if you pick it up, one of the members of ABBA will talk to whoever picks it up. So Oscar said he just, he just kind of kept finding reasons to go by the phone. <laughs> and then he'd, he'd walk away. And then they'd walk around and he'd go by the phone again. And finally, after about an hour... Jeff, his partner, was like, okay, it's not going to ring. We need to go. But he was like, but, but what, if it's, what if it's Frida? What if it's Nita? What if, what, if, what if they call? And he was like, Oscar, it's time to go. We've been here long enough. But oh my I, God. Just you- cracks me up that he was just like going by, just like with the fish eye on it, just to see if it's going to ring. I feel like it would be Benny or Bjorn before it would be Probably. Frida or Agnita. I don't think it would be Agnita at all. She's Frida's very a fucking shy. princess. Frida's a princess. I know. I love both of them. I feel I like everybody's favorite is Agnetha, though. Yes. Yes. But I agree. I honestly, and I love both of them separately. Solo have had some really some fucking bangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Can't shake loose by Agnetha is a jam. Um, I would say the song with Peter Cetera, but I don't like Peter Cetera. I mean, sorry. Do you like Peter Cetera? Um, Peter Cetera is kind of pro- a part of my childhood. So those power ballads he sang when I was in, you know, freshman year, eighth grade, freshman year. Peter Cetera has like, he sang I the know. song with Cher. What did he sing with Cher? After all. 
After all, yes. Okay. From Chances Are? Yes. Ugh. Robert Downey Jr. before he backslid into his addiction. Yes. Or maybe was that like peak, like right before he got real bad? Yes, I think so. Um, so Peter Steer had a song with Agnetha that's like, I wasn't the one who said goodbye or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's just so like, his voice is piercing. And like, I like when he sang with Chicago, like mm-hmm. the band Chicago. Um, for the most part. It was the inspiration. But, uh, ugh, you're the inspiration? Oh, God. No. Mm-mm. No, it's so... He just has a piercing white man tenor, which, to be fair, I probably also have a piercing white man tenor when I sing. Maybe I just don't like competition. Maybe that's why I hate Peter Cetera. Maybe that's like just like you say when you <laughs> see somebody with a ponytail. You're like, maybe I'm just jealous. Maybe it's disgusting. Uh, <laughs> I, there was somebody uh, walking the track at the park we were at yesterday who was like walking and was like kind of like cute and like kind of stocky daddy sort of, um, like not like ripped ripped, but like kind of nice arms, like maybe nice chest, whatever. And he had a ball cap on and I was like, okay. And it looked like he was like bald with his ball, with his ball cap on. And then he passed me and didn't that motherfucker have a little ponytail sticking out of the back of his fucking hat? And I was like, Mm-mm. you had yeah. to ruin it. You yeah. had to ruin it. Yeah. No. Um, I was, I've, you know, with all this COVID stuff, I have been tired of watching like TV and movies. So I've been watching like YouTube stuff. And I, I put that thing on Facebook mm-hmm. of like all these deeper performances. So I was like watching ABBA concert videos. And uh, their big concert that's been filmed, it's very easy to find. But during Gimme mm-hmm. Gimme, Frida does this dance break. It's so hilarious, but so kind of awesome because yeah. she's kind of the only one of the four that can dance because the other two yeah. are kind of all for the other three are just yeah. kind of like, oh, I'm I'm st- I'm still kind of clapping on the two and four. But I <laughs> talk to me, I'll be off. And uh, but yeah, Frida's the only one that can kind of dance, but her dance break's kind of amazing and kind of hilarious at the same time. Uh, I might have to watch that. Yeah, it's it's fun, but I like to see, sometimes though with those clips from the 70s, you think, oh, you'll type in so-and-so live and they're not mm-hmm. live because they're on a show that was like, you don't need to sing live. Right. So it's recording. It's so I'm like, well, I don't want to yeah, watch, yeah, I don't yeah, want to watch yeah. this. But I, go ahead. I was going to say like, I do sometimes get, in a little bit of a rabbit hole with share and i'm like not a share gay necessarily like i love share mm-hmm. don't get me wrong but i'm not like share or like give me share give me death like right. i'm i'm not like that hardcore i think she is one of the most talented people uh entertainers actresses all around um that my generation will ever see mm-hmm. Um, but her shit in the 70s, she shares the stage so well. She's such a generous performer. Yes. Like, I watched her with Raquel Welsh mm-hmm. singing um, W-O-M-A-N. Right. Who also, Raquel Welsh is, like, fucking adorable and also, like, a little cute entertainer on that show. But, like, Cher is overjoyed to sing with fucking Raquel Welsh. And then she did, um, what did she do with Tina Turner? Shame, shame, shame. Shame, shame, shame. Um, where Kylie and Danny wore those outfits for yes. 100 uh, degrees. 
Um, go look up uh, Shame, 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 which was a disco song by Shirley and Company. Something I think like that, yeah. Um, I'm going to look it up. She also has a duet yeah, with uh, that Midler mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. from the Share Show. And uh, I can't remember. I'm looking that up. What song it is. Uh, the- Trashy Ladies Melody. <laughs> yes. It's, it's kind of fabulous. And then she does uh, Jackson 5. She has a duet with them. Or mm-hmm. not duet. She does a, a song with them. And then the, she also does mm-hmm. it with the Osmonds. But Cher always sang live on her show. Yes. So yes. She, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of fabulous. And uh, if you look up others too, like uh, Linda Carter used to have, I think, like two variety show specials. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of hilarious. But also... She's kind of talented. And Cheryl Ladd, I think, did mm-hmm. two. Or I know she did one, but I believe she did two. And she sang live. But, you know, she was the voice of Melody uh, for Josie and the Pussycats. And then she, oh. I believe she sang Josie's parts. Or she sang all of the vocal parts Interesting. on that. Before she was uh, Charlie's Angel. All these children don't know who any of these people are we're talking about. Probably. We, please, we don't have young listeners. Everybody's old. Um, um, speaking of old, though, and uh, we because we've talked about this, Linda Ronstadt, <gasps> I've fallen into a huge deep dive, you know, with her. And then last night I was watching a couple of documentaries about the Trio album with her yes. and Lou Harris and Dolly. And mm-hmm. what I watched the Linda Ronstadt documentary on HBO, and it's fantastic. If you can find it or find it on HBO Max or watch mm-hmm. it on CNN, I highly, highly recommend watching it. She's fantastic but she was so pro woman singer like she's just made mm-hmm. friends with all these women singers and and the women are like there weren't many of us and linda was just like mm-hmm. come work for me come do this i want to do your song you know come sing with me mm-hmm. but she's in such awe of dolly and every time like mm-hmm. she does an interview when she was younger and even now and she talks about dolly part and she just lights up she just mm-hmm. is so in awe of dolly's writing and the way she mm-hmm. sings. And they mm-hmm. do this interview where they're talking about what they're going to do. And, and Linda and Emily Lou go, we were just going to let Dolly see lead on everything. We were just going to harmonize. <laughs> but Dolly was like, well, why don't we spread it out a little bit? <laughs> but it's, it's kind of fascinating to watch these things. Mm-hmm. And Linda, you know, Linda was this huge, huge star in the 70s, mm-hmm. you know, early mm-hmm. 80s. And, you know, kind of before Dolly hits kind of popular you know she was mm-hmm. still a country star but before she hit pop world so mm-hmm. it, it, it's kind of fascinating to watch and then them just go dolly you just sing like we'll just back you up and and linda is talking about because mm-hmm. she they're talking about she has parkinson's and they said well mm-hmm. are you sure you can't sing and she's like i can't sing she's like the actually the last couple of years i was just kind of screaming and it's not mm-hmm. fair for someone to pay money for that. And the interviewer mm-hmm. goes, well, were you really screaming or you just think you were? And she goes, no, I was. She's like, my vote, mm-hmm. my cords don't work. She goes, they freeze. She's like, mm-hmm. all the layering I did with my vocals, mm-hmm. those little shifts, she goes, I can't feel that. So she's like, there's yeah. no point in me singing. She goes, I love singing. And she's like, that's what yeah. I had fun doing. And mm-hmm. In one of the interviews on the documentary, they talk about, you know, Linda Ronstadt is, was not a songwriter, but mm-hmm. she was such a good interpreter of music right. and songs, mm-hmm. and she always sang it so differently than anyone else, that they were right. like, she gets credit for songs that other people have done for years, right. but because she mm-hmm. did it in such a special way, 
that she gets, you know, kind of credit for stuff right. that she didn't originate. Well, we were, so I was also talking, I was talking to Shai Yeti about Linda Ronset because he wasn't super aware. And he was like, what albums should I start with? And my two favorite Linda Ronset albums are Heart Like a Wheel and Simple Dreams. And Simple Dreams is like a massive, like success for her. Um, Simple Dreams has It's So Easy, Poor, Poor, Pitiful Me, uh, Tumbling Dice, Blue Bayou. Um, it's incredible. It's like just legendary. Um, and what did I say that Heart Like a Wheel um, mm -hmm. was the other one. And Heart Like a Wheel has um, the Buddy Holly cover. Fuck. It's so easy. Is that one on that? It's no, it's so easy is on what I just talked about, Simple Dreams. I'm having it like, I'm like, who am I? What's going on? Um, no, um, Heart Like a Wheel has You're No Good which her version of You're No yes. Good is insane. It's so good. Um, when Will I Be Loved. Little, when Will I Be Loved, um, which is Everly Brothers. Um, those are my two go-to. But she, I remember, first of all, I feel like I love Elvis Costello, mm -hmm. but he's kind of a, a dick. Um, <laughs> and she did a cover in the early 80s of Allison, which is one of his songs, and right. um, her version, and she also did Girls Talk. Um, and she's just, such, she's such a good interpreter of music. And um, I think there's some famous quote about him being like, yeah, the only good thing about her version is that I get a check for it or some shit like that. And I'm like, first of all, fuck you. How dare you come for Linda Ronstadt like that? Well, um, the Eagles were on this documentary and I didn't know she had a hand in kind of helping them come together. Yeah, the they were her backing her. band. Yeah. But she, uh, they said, we made and created Desperado. They're like, but Linda made it a classic. And I'm like, geez, if the people that are, that, that are that's one of their songs they're known for. They're saying, no, no, we didn't do it justice. She made it into what it is today. Well, that's their her version of Tumbling Dice. Um, she sings it in, there's a movie called FM from the 70s. It's like a concert movie kind of situation. And she sings Tumbling Dice in it, which is a Rolling Stones song. And there was a quote where like, they were like, we wrote it, but it's Linda's song. Like they didn't write it for her. Mm -hmm. Like she just covered it. And they were like, that's, it's not ours anymore. Like it's, she did the definitive version. Well, and it's funny because, you know, I, I'm, you know, was born in the 70s. And, you know, a lot of these songs that I identify with her, like mm -hmm. when I hear Heat Wave, I hear her singing it. Now, mm -hmm. I know she's not the first person that sang Heat Wave. Right, right, right. But right, to right. me, when I was young, that was her song, you know. So right. some of these things mm -hmm. that, you know, I'm like, as I go further and further, I have, I've got a playlist started and I keep adding to it. I can put it on the Facebook page mm -hmm. if people want to listen to it and see what we're talking about but as I kind of go more and more into this I'm like oh wait this isn't her song she just she just covered it mm -hmm. she did a lot of covers yeah. but I didn't know that but yeah her voice right. is is just butter just it's big and belty yeah. and it's it's wonderful she can do she well she did uh Mabel in Pirates of Penzance right um and was famous and she just that. said because and she just wanted to she's just because she yeah. wanted to and she can um and then she did the jazz albums with nelson riddle mm -hmm. um and she's just like she could do almost 
anything she wanted to. And yeah. it is a shame that she did have Parkinson's. And uh, if you children don't know who Nelson Riddle is, he was a very famous band leader and did like big band and jazz stuff. He worked with Frank Sinatra, Ella Fitzgerald, Peggy Lee, everybody. And he did two albums exclusively with Linda Ronstadt in the 80s. So anyway. Yeah, it's it's well worth kind of investing time to look this stuff up because it's mm-hmm. it's fascinating to watch and her voice is it's magnificent. It is. It's very impressive. Um, you know who I always think looks like young Linda Ronstadt, but don't sound like her, but looks like her. Selena Gomez. I can see that. My yeah. friend Katie, my friend Katie uh, actually looks like her quite a bit, especially as she was younger. Because during these things, they had pictures of her when she was a child. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. my God, you look like Katie. And uh, Katie's from the Pittsburgh. You know, I met her oh, at CLO. Yeah. I so, remember but Katie. I was, like, mm-hmm. I was like, Katie, if you ever hear of a movie that they're doing of her or she's a character or they're doing a musical, you mm-hmm. have to do this. And then I was like, just go for it. Go for it. And then you, I told her you had to, uh, she has to learn long, long time. Because that's uh, that song is mm-hmm. so wonderful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah well so that's what i've been doing deep dive into linda ronstadt oh we uh <laughs> we were like we're not gonna talk about just pop music we're gonna it's just gonna be really interesting conversations and we went off on pop music on our last one and we just had our whole like linda ronstadt retrospective now um I, unlike you, I can't do like YouTube. I need, I need something with a narrative structure. I think for the most part, mm-hmm. um, we started rewatching Buffy, okay. which has not, it has not aged as poorly as I expected it. Um, but I mean, in some ways it has. Um, so we started doing that. We're still doing who's the boss. Um, what else? Oh, oh my God. Great. So, we finish its creek. Ugh, so emotional. Mm. I love that show. Um, we so I want to start watching what we do in the shadows, mm-hmm. like the series. And I know you don't have to watch the movie to watch the TV show, but I I've wanted to watch that in a while, like for a mm-hmm. while, um, because I like horror, I like comedy, I like uh, Taika Waititi, I like uh, Jermaine Clement, I like a lot of the people who were in it. Um, Jermaine Clemens from Flight of the Concords. And um, the movie is so fucking funny. It is so hilarious. It's like a uh, mockumentary. These people follow around these vampires who live in New Zealand. And they're like from like the 1800s basically and they're like they still like kind of like dress like dandies and they like try to go out to clubs and they can't go to any of the trendy clubs because they have to be invited in (laughs) and nobody will invite them it's just it's fucking funny and then they have like a turf war with these werewolves um it's hysterical i like highly recommend it it's very very my roommate was watching Um, the tv show for a while and mm -hmm. uh, i watched i think an episode or two with them and it was it was fun but i was like "Eh, i I wasn't into it at that point i might try to revisit Mm it um i've been kind of more apt toward tv than movies although i did enjoy the uh charlize theron uh the old guard i thought that was fun Mm -hmm. 
you know, it was it was I, mindless. It was mindless, and I liked it because you know I didn't have to think yeah. a lot. But I also I got in a her Catherine Deneuve place, and I watched oh. uh, the Young Girls of Rochefort on HBO Max, and then I watched Belle Du Jour the other day, which I was mm-hmm. like, God, you- the French. The French just are always talking about stuff way before us. <laughs> you know how trauma leads to something else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I I have Belle du Jour on like Blu-ray, but it's my copy from when I lived in the UK, so I can't watch it. I have a region-free DVD player somewhere because I have to have a region-free DVD player to watch Kylie concerts because they right. don't release them here. Um, they did two. You could get live in Sydney for the Light Years tour here, and you can get the theater tour here. Right. Um, and I also think that mm, the Aphrodite tour and Golden, like the last three are like region free, but they're like not exactly like coded for America. Um, but like I have the 80s Kylie tour, the like Disco and Dreams tour mm-hmm. live in Japan. It's terrible. Um, it's so, it's so bad. Um, but like all of that, like her video collections and shit like that, I have to have on region free. I had a, uh, what was the, not dis, uh, Disco and Dreams, but the second one live in Japan. I had that on VHS. Oh, the one where she was like in like fishnets and was doing kind of yes. like, yeah, where she sings Love Train. It's so weird. So so strange. Anyway, I was talking about Belle du Jour um, and Catherine Deneuve, or Catherine Deneuve, if we're being pedantic, and um, I always am. Uh, have you seen Repulsion? No, not yet. Um, really good, and I feel, because it's, um, what's his nuts? Roman Polanski. Mm-hmm who's a fucking creep and a pedophile. Um, but it's a really beautiful movie. And just for her performance, it's completely worth it. Um, but I can't recommend it on the strength of the director because mm-hmm. he is a horrible person. But Rosemary's Baby is also a brilliant film. So I don't right. know. It's one of those separating the art from the artist situations right. and like all of that shit. Um, what else is going on? What's going on in the world? Oh, same old, same old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to think yeah. of what else that I've kind of watched uh, just to kind of distract. I, I'm watching Parks and Rec again in the morning. Or mm, we, some, we like got to the last season and the last season's not great. But it does have the really good episode with um, Jammy. Yes. Where Jam and Tammy get together. <laughs> yes. Um, I watched an interview with Amy Poehler and uh, she was with Seth Meyers and he said, so your sons are watching Parks and Rec now. And she goes, yeah. She's like, it's actually kind of fun to watch the show again. She's like, except they go, hey, mom, do you remember filming this? And she goes, no. And Seth Meyers is just <laughs> laughing. And she goes, I, I don't. She goes, I remember actually doing the scenes but as far as story-wise she goes no I don't remember any of it she's like it's all new to me wow it it made me laugh so she's but she said it's uh, she gets to enjoy it now because she doesn't remember the the storyline the the flow through 
Right. Well, it's, I mean, when you're on something for that long, um, I'm sure it blurs together. Uh, we, oh, so George started uh, rewatching Just Shoot Me. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Just Shoot Me? Yep. Um, it's got a really good cast. Um, David Spade is not that annoying in it. Right. He's a little bit, but like, he's not like extra. Um, Wendy Malick is a comic genius. I, I love her to death. Um, but we were just watching an episode and there was like a bit part where he was, this guy comes up in an elevator and he was supposed to, um, dress up as like a Jack in the Box character to scare David Spade's character. And it was fucking, uh, Jim O'Hear who plays, uh, Jerry, Gary, Larry, Terry. He's been, he's been Um, around for a long time. Right. I was like, oh my God, that's fucking Jerry from Parks and Rec. You know what show he was on? I don't know if you remember it, but on Comedy Central, Julie Brown had a show called Strip Mall. Yes! Oh my God, I forgot about that. That's who she was married to Jerry. He was the guy that ran the dry cleaners. Oh my God. I'm going to have to, I wonder if that's online anywhere. I remember watching no, that. No, she, like, she finally got the right, I, I looked all this up in one of my spirals into <laughs> Julie Brown, but uh, she... Comedy Central wouldn't give her the rights. And so she finally got them back. Cause so she sells the DVDs on her website because they wouldn't make it available anywhere. And she's like, look, my fans want to watch the show. And you know, mm-hmm. it, but it's not streaming anywhere. It's not really on YouTube. Uh, there's mm-hmm. a couple of scenes, but she mm-hmm. finally got the rights back to it. But yeah, she created it, wrote it. Um, it I just think it was hilarious. I remember watching that. I think it came out when I was in high school. Probably. It was the early, early 2000s. Early 2000s. That would have been high school. Yeah. It was like uh, Strangers with Candy and Strip Mall would come mm-hmm, on. Mm-hmm. But also, you know who was in it? That batshit insane Victoria Jackson. Yes. Yes. Mm. So sad. She's crazy. Um, everybody Google Victoria Jackson. She was kind of a hilarious comedian in the 80s. She was on Saturday Night Live. And now she's like a super crazy Republican. Yeah. And like has said that. like really fucked up stuff. And like she goes and like hangs out with Bill O'Reilly and weird shit like that. She's like pretty terrible. Um anyway, I don't know. Like that's all I've been doing is Pokemon and that's it looking at guys butts i'm saying like we talked about like being thirsty on the last show and it's not like i'm i'm not looking at dicks and oh i love yeah i'm not judging people who are thirsty girl i get it yeah no i get it so you know we were just talking about strip mall the scene that's Mm -hmm. available on youtube is when maxwell caulfield is doing the porn version of pokemon so he's dressed up in a Pikachu <laughs> outfit, but he can't get hard. And he's supposed oh to have this God. really big dick. So they give him a bunch of Viagra and it actually, it, it, it like, they think it kills him and he falls into this ball pit <laughs> and they can't get him out. It's so stupid, but it's so hilarious. Oh my God. But, like, I'm that's look the, that up. Yeah. That's the video that's on YouTube with the Pokemon. Oh my God. Yeah. I'll have to look that up. I, Maxwell Caulfield was hot in the eighties. He was. He was. He still kind of mm-hmm. is. He's older, but you know, he, he's still handsome. I mean, whatever. Did he, is he still married to Haley Mills' sister? Juliet Mills. Yep. They're still married. Mm-hmm. She How was, about that? He was, she's quite a bit older than he is. 
She's like 20 years older than him or something. Yeah. yeah. Wild. Wild. Good for her. Good for him. Right? Good for everybody. Love is love. Back to Kylie. Hey, that's a lyric. In, it's a new lyric. It's a lyric in the new Kylie song. Um, what else? What else? Uh, so I've been trying not to drink during the week because oh, I'm just packing on, packing on the weight. I went back from mm. my... Uh, my three month STI, you know, prep test that people were like, why are you mm-hmm. even on it? And I'm like, I'm just, yeah. I just am. So I gained four pounds from the last weigh in. And I'm like, she goes 234. I was like, wait, let me take off my shoes and my pants. And she just giggled. <laughs> I can't, I, we started doing um, keto again and it fucking sucks, but it works. And I've been trying to like work out constantly, but I got this, I can't get rid of this like spare tire situation. Mm-hmm. It's so gross. See, I hate, I hate cooking. I just, I have no interest in it. I'm not creative when it comes to that. I will mm-hmm. always take the easy way out. If someone wants to cook for me, I'm happy to clean up. But as far as like, oh, do this, do that, I'd lose interest quick. You hear that, gentlemen callers? Do you like to cook? Do you want to cook for a sexy LA single? Call now. And uh, um, working out by yeah. myself isn't fun either. I just, it it takes so much motivation. I've been trying to do some core exercises, right? So I was like, I'm just going to jump in the deep end, bitch. I'm going to do 500 bicycle crunches. And I was like, I'll break them up. I'll do 100 at a time. And then I'll do some like resistance band shit. And then I'll do 100 at a time or whatever. Like, motherfucker, I can barely walk. Like, I cannot. Like, I tried to get out of bed and I was like, (gasps) like, it is not cute. I have no mm-hmm. core. I will never have abs. I once told someone, I want to say one of my friends in college, I was like, you know what? This is my promise to myself. I'm going to have abs by the time I'm 30. I think I might've said abs by the time I was fucking 25, which that didn't happen. And then like the ship had sailed for 30. I was skinny when I was 30. I didn't have abs, but I was skinny. Mm-hmm. I know we were There's all pi- skinny. We were all skinny at, when we were 30. Look at us now. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. No, I anyway. see some of them. I'm like, God, that's a lot of work to have to maintain that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I no, I don't know. I just have to decide whether I'm going to be fat and happy or fat and sad because I feel like the fat thing isn't going away. <laughs> so those are my options. There you go. Oh my God. That said, I think I'm going to go drink some wine and I don't know. I only have like 10 minutes left for this Pokemon event. So I'll probably like drink some wine and play some video games. I know I got to figure out what I'm going to eat for dinner. Because again, I don't want to cook. Well, eat something healthy. I'll try. Probably fail. (laughs) Go get a smoothie. All right. (laughs) That never fills me up. Who are we kidding? All right. No Jamba Juice. All right. No. Okay. We'll 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 say bye now. Yes, everyone. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. This is Adam. This is Jerry filling in for Ricky. Bye. All right, bye. Thank you for getting foul with foul monkeys, and we hope you enjoyed the show. You can send feedback, dick pics, or marriage proposals to foulmonkeys at gmail.com. You can also leave us sexy messages or some really heavy breathing at 863-666-0377. Ask us questions and interact with us on Twitter and Instagram with the handle at foulmonkeys. 
You can also join us over at the Facebook page where things can get really, really dirty. Thank you for listening, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Open on the left at Fullerton. How about Chicago? I could be there.